and Maggie learned these little simple short tunes. But her favorite tune was the wolf call. Maggie began imitating the teenage boys who would whistle after girls as they walked by. And all of a sudden, this lovely girl will stop and look around to see if she knew that boy or guy whistling. She would never find that person because it was a bird in that cage whistling that wolf call. And of course, my mother would laugh because uh, how many people will figure out it was a bird that could do a wolf call? The adults, especially the seniors, would come by and usually a lady, a Japanese lady, elderly, when they laugh, they put their hands on their mouth and not very loud, softly would laugh. Maggie will imitate the exact laughter. Well, that lady was not only amused, but shocked. She would burst out laughing. And guess what? Maggie did the same, loud and clear laughter. But what was amazing was two elderly Japanese ladies sitting on the stairway, talking in Japanese, and they both laughed, covering their mouths. Maggie would go between the two ladies, and it would sound like there was three Japanese ladies laughing, uh, talking in Japanese and laughing, talking in Japanese and laughing. And we would laugh because if we didn't look, we assumed that there was three Japanese ladies. No, two Japanese ladies, one magpie bird. Shake says that eventually, Maggie would move freely around the camp, stopping at tables to watch people play marbles, which she would try to steal, or visiting the barrack where the dog lived. And she knew that it wasn't where she lived. But a man would come by and say, come on, Maggie, follow me. I'll take you back to where you belong. And the two will talk back and forth. And immediately when she saw the barrack where she lived, she could identify, she knew she was home. Every single day, my stepfather, my mother, myself, neighbors, uh, people visiting, they all felt a connection with this bird. And I believe the bird enjoyed company. Likewise, the people that saw Maggie enjoyed. And I didn't realize this. After leaving camp, 
until their death. My parents talked about Maggie their entire life. In 1943, about seven months after Shig and his family were taken to Heart Mountain, an editorial about the internment of Japanese and Japanese-Americans appeared in the Washington Post. It read, The panic of Pearl Harbor is now past. Whatever excuse there once was for evacuating and holding them indiscriminately no longer exists. Later that year, Attorney General Francis Biddle wrote in a letter to President Roosevelt that the present practice of keeping loyal American citizens in concentration camps on the basis of race is dangerous and repugnant to the principles of our government. But nothing changed. An estimated 120,000 Japanese and Japanese Americans were incarcerated in camps around the United States. Shigyabu kept up with what was going on with the war, And eventually, he saw newsreels of Germany's surrender and saw clips of the U.S. Air Force bombing the islands around Japan, then Iwo Jima. And then, on August 15, 1945, the sirens went off at Heart Mountain. They'd never been used before. Loud, clear, and not for a minute. It, It was such a long duration. I would say maybe 15, 20, even longer minutes. And we were outside playing basketball, and when we heard the siren, we lay down on the dirt ground, hard. We were in tears because we were happy that the war was over. So it was happiness. So I do remember distinctly that particular day. And the WRA said, we encourage all the attorneys to leave as soon as possible. Each person will receive a $25 check, a free transportation on the railroad, on the train, to any railroad station in the United States. And each week, we will go down to the, not the railroad station, but the railroad tracks to say goodbye, good luck, wish you well. But what I remember as I was walking back towards my barracks, How lonely. Uh, Each week, 500 or plus attorneys left. So the relocation center we were in became vacant. Sheikh remembers that even when he and his parents were permitted to leave, they waited. There was too much uncertainty. We did not leave till first part of November of 1945. And the reason for that is because 
My stepfather was an illegal alien. He was, how are you going to get a social security card? How are you going to find a job? Uh, so we stayed. Every day, more and more people left. Sheikh remembers that eventually all of his friends were gone. 